Episode 371, The Rant, Mark Jean, Malvern High School legend, 24-7, 365 basketball junkie, and director and coach of Rare Elite Basketball under the umbrella Remarkable Athletes. As the summer of 2023 wound down, I was able to speak to many a great pillars of the basketball and sports community in New York. Enter Mark, who I've had the pleasure of officiating in many leagues, but now he's on a different course. With the sole purpose of getting young athletes better at the sport we love, we chop it up with him about his experience playing, coaching, and training. All that and more, my conversation with Mark, now. There's no pressure like that. Is it red? It's red. <laughs> Be good. Be Welcome loud. to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, CEO of Remarkable Athletes, uh, former athlete for the Malvern Mules back in the day, almost 15 years ago. Um, used to play for the great Daryl Lopez, um, Walter. <laughs> just a lot of uh, memories for him and I'm interested to hear all this because I really got to know the man uh, the past four years got a little inebriated not gonna lie um, but I got a chance to get to know him as a person as a former player as a current coach somebody that's trying to get good at the skill of coaching so I appreciate that in all facets uh, Mr. Mark Jean how are you my friend? I'm feeling great man I love the vibe in here, man. I like the introduction, too. Real smooth, real <laughs> yeah, smooth. Yeah, I, I turned it on all of a sudden, yeah, I right? I see it. I see it. Switch, definitely switch lanes just now. But, um, yeah, man, like you said, man, we spoke a lot about coaching and everything. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come out here and, you know, have this conversation, man. Yeah, First man. Podcast. Listen, I know you from the context of refing you as a player, mm-hmm. uh, refing you lightly as a coach, um, but... I didn't know that you knew that how involved I was in the coaching aspect of volleyball, but now you know, and mm-hmm. I think that was cool that we talked off air about just, you know, different things of things I've been through, things you're about to go through, and I just see the tenacity in which that you're approaching uh, the coaching because it's, it's completely different than playing, mm-hmm. but you're trying to sublimate that passion of you playing the sport and trying to get to the point where you're trying to sublimate your passion and be the best coach that you can be. And I think that's really commendable because 
I know for me as a coach, I don't know if I could do basketball. It's just it's such a grind. It's it's it's, it's twenty four hours. So, but I want to talk about the summer twenty twenty three. Playing a lot of tournaments, mm-hmm. you were able to travel a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like for your kids? And what do you think was the biggest thing that, in terms of growth, that your kids experienced? And and in terms of you, just as a coach that you've been finding your foot in for the past two years, what was the silver lining that you learned as a as a coach for yourself too? Experience. Experience. Uh, me as a coach, coaching in different states, uh, taking kids out of the country mm-hmm. so they can actually have that experience, not only playing, but being amongst each other, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a lot of times I'm looking at them on our downtimes when we're in the hotel room playing video games, they're in the pool, we're out to eat, um, at dinner. It's such a great vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it takes me back to when I was a kid and I was traveling and, you know, how much fun we had, you know. You'll always have those memories back when you were whatever, my age until right. beyond. Mm-hmm. So experience is the best thing. And just also from an athletic standpoint, understanding that you're not the only kid or you're not the only one doing this, you know. So that right there, that eye-opening experience that kids get that I got was, you know, it's a, I appreciate every minute of it, every every aspect of it. The ups and downs, everything. It's, it's a great, 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 great thing to go through. Right. I just want to say that I appreciate your growth uh, looking from afar because, mm-hmm. full disclosure, the context in which I know you is from refing at Lifetime. And I, I ref at Lifetime because I get a free membership. That's, mm-hmm. you know, really the only. And not to say that's not a good league. But no, nah, that's the rec league. That's that's where you go to work out. Yeah, but know? listen, I I saw you. I saw the way you play. Mm-hmm. Very competitive. Mm-hmm. Somebody that put put your head down. You you're like Pat Beverly, but a scoring Whoa. Pat Beverly. Ooh, a scoring a scoring Pat Beverly. Pat Bev is a crazy comparison, but Pat Bev was crazy in high school. A lot of people I said, don't know. I said a scoring Pat Beverly. Yeah. You know, no Defense. disrespect. No, 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 I can't. We'll take a disrespect, but that's funny, though. He's in the league. Come on, man. <laughs> you ain't in the league. I'm sorry. Anyway, so uh, just from the context in which I knew you, uh, um, pandemic happened. Uh-huh. You decided to coach, and I guess I was pleasantly surprised because sometimes people can't get out of their own way of, like, playing and being competitive in themselves, and they, they don't know what it's like to just pivot and be able to coach. And I remember I was speaking to you. I think at the time, I remember you got hurt. I think I was at the game that you got hurt. And I was really sad because, like, damn, you got a lot of talent. And it was just sad. I just always get sad when people get hurt because I know, like, the context of which, of, in which you, you think of the game is different. Mm-hmm. But it led you to coaching. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of became a blessing in disguise. So I want to go back to those moments of when you got hurt and you started thinking about pivoting to coaching because, you know, that's really hard to do because – your competitive spirit, especially when you have the influence of the game of being inside the game, mm. as opposed to like now that physical is done, and now you got to be like um, Professor X, like an X Men, like you got to be in the wheelchair. And now you yeah. you're mentally controlling it. So, what 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 was like the, the determining factor when you became all in on the mental aspect of coaching and like this is what I'm doing. I don't care about playing. I don't care about the physical impact. Now I want to go all the way in into the mental impact of of basketball and, and coaching. So my first game ever coaching in my life, I had my knee wrapped, I had a cane, I had crutches. 
my first game ever. So my career started while I was recovering from my injury, right? And, and was, you wanted to play OD, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think now to this day, I didn't really get this the right amount of recovery time. I should have probably, you know, rest. The doctor told me to rest, but I was on my feet a little bit too much. Right. So some, sometimes now, like, even when it rains outside, I feel it a little bit. And mm-hmm. I play a little bit now, but as far as, like, before, yeah, it was tough, you know. And I look at stories like D. Rose, and it gave me, like, whoa, I see his perspective now of how you're MVP and then you go into a, a, a situation where people's like, all right, well, you feel better. You should right. get back into it. No, mm-hmm. it's a mental thing now. You know, it's a different component, a different challenge now. So um, going through that was, yeah, it, it helped me be close to the game, you know. Um, and coaching is a mental warfare, as you know. Like, you know, yeah. when I, we were talking about legacy and mm-hmm. all, all you've accomplished in all these years in volleyball, and right. like, I'm inspired by that. It just makes me understand, like, from that perspective as a coach, like, I can – do this if I had a jersey, but you got to do this and I got to teach you it. So it's a lot of teaching. So it's it's a it's mental warfare, but it's it's exciting, you know, helping kids and helping individuals, you know, accomplish and believe in themselves. Sometimes they don't, they go into a situation and I know they can do this, but they don't know until they get it. And then that builds up their spirit, that helps their confidence, builds up their self-esteem, you know, um, and that's the blessing of coaching. That's that's one of the best best blessings of coaching that I've seen throughout these like short two three years that I've been doing this. Is this something that you thought you would enjoy? Um, is this something that you enjoy more than you thought you would? Because I feel like, you know, when you cut like I started coaching, and I told you before, like I was just trying to get some Jordans. <laughs> and the thing is, like when I got into it, like. I wasn't trying to be good at it. Like yeah. I just kind of like rolled into it and then realized how much of a responsibility was it. But, you know, it never, I, I don't know if it's, it was ever equal to playing. And yeah. that's, you know, it's just, it's just hard to like, when you think of it, you love playing, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, you just, you just love it and you're getting older mm-hmm. and I'm not saying you're not capable right now, but like, Years go by and they stay the same. And mm-hmm. when you start getting to the point where like kids are starting to respond of the things that you're saying and they're getting better, it's like you sacrifice your own career to just see what what becomes of this. And I just want to know, do you think that like you like it more than you thought you would? Because I'm not sure what your intentions are, but like I know for me, when I went from coaching in the beginning, mm-hmm. it's mu- it's 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 a it's a much different mindset and it's a much different motivation than when I first started. And I just want to know from year one to year two, has the goal changed? Absolutely. Um, it's I'm actually very surprised how much I enjoy coaching actually because I never, growing up even playing ball or I never envisioned myself as a coach. I kind of just fell into it. You know, um, like I told you my story before, like. Starting this during the pandemic and uh, starting this business during the pandemic, growing, I kind of like fell into it, you mm-hmm. know, just by just like, okay, I got enough kids. Let's try to see if we could compete in a tournament, you know. And from then on, I seen like, wow, this is this is kind of cool. And I like this. Like, I, I love the fact that I have to be able to implement certain strategies to win a game versus when when I was playing, right, 
I have to do it or do this or do that physically. Right. So like I said, like the mental component of it, I fell in love with it from the first day. Like I was literally, like I said, I had a torn knee wrapped up on the sideline with crutches my first game. So from that on, I'm like, okay, I like this. <laughs> I could I could get used to this. I could be good at this. So, yeah. That's cool. And I also think that just from being modeled by selective coaches that you've had in the past, mm-hmm. even though you don't know it, those coaches that are great that you might not realize in real time, how much of an impact they have Absolutely. for you as a coach. Mm-hmm. And I want to go all the way back, just your experience of like elementary school, middle school, and then, of course, your experience as one of the Malvern Mules mm-hmm. um, being coached by Coach Lopez, who, you know, as a referee, it's a different experience. But I just know you see him as a coach, how much he cares. You mm-hmm. could tell. Absolutely. You could tell. And I'm just saying this as a coach. Absolutely. I'm not saying this as a referee. Mm-hmm. Just talk about being under the tutelage of him and just, I guess, your formative years and how much it's directed you in your success in your own right as a coach. Definitely. Uh, my experience at Malvern definitely molded my coaching style and how I approach the game. But I will always give credit, and we were talking about this before, my middle school coach, Coach Dooley, how cool he was, how he was relatable to the kids, how he taught us the simple things in a cool way. He helped me fall in love in the, with the game even more. He was your coach for two years? Yeah. Oh, no. Actually, no, because I didn't make it my seventh grade year. Okay. And I turned the dog up because I was so pissed off. So you got cut in your seventh grade. I got cut my seventh grade year, man. I was so mad, but then it helped me because that summer I I became a hooper. Mm. I needed that. So eighth grade, I only had Dooley for one year, and and that one year was so impactful. And you know what's crazy? I tell kids all the time. I tell them, like, look, in my tryout, for seventh grade, I didn't show the coach that I wanted to be on the team. Mm. I didn't try. I was so um, paralyzed for the moment, and I didn't want to try things and to look bad that I ended up not looking like a player at all. Right. So I tell kids all the time, take a chance on yourself. Bet on yourself. Go out there and do your best. Have fun. You know, because what happens is if you make the moment too big, you're not going to even produce you're not going to be anything you know so that was one of the things that happened and um I, I told myself okay next time and then eighth grade played um got moved up to varsity in my ninth grade year went up upstate with coach lopez and the malvern mules and that experience right there i that experience alone shaped my journey like changed my perspective on how i approached the game too so coach lopez is defense oriented you know Real, real tough. Um, you got to run. You got to be in shape. Mm-hmm. Got to play hard. Played with a lot of great basketball players in my neighborhood. A lot. A lot. Hoopers. Hoopers. To this day, Hoopers. So that culture and that tradition, that championship tradition, man, it helped a lot. And I take that with me now. I take that with me now. Like, you know, it definitely influenced what I got going on. We run a diamond press real well, just like I did when I was in high school. So, yeah, man, big up to them. That's so cool, man. Um, I want to go back to your playing days. So when it came to being, and and I'll just say this because I thought I was really good in high school, but I'm not going to lie. Every time that I had an opportunity, I never seized on it. Mm-hmm. I was always scared that there were so many people. I would get two quick fouls because I never really played organized basketball. But 
with the exception of when I played in high school. But when I get two quick fouls, that was it. And then if there was a girl that was in the stands that I liked, it just would always throw me off kilter. So <laughs> I always find it commendable when you're young enough to be in high school, but young enough to be poised to know the opportunity that was in front of you. So I just want you to highlight your high school career of when you play for Malvern and just taking a chance on an eighth grader. You know, shout out to Jojo. I always think about him. I had him when he was in eighth grade. And he scored 36 points when I when I refed him. That kid was very good. He was so good. He was so natural. Mm-hmm. He didn't ever force anything. He scored 36 points when he was in eighth grade mm-hmm. when I refed him. So amazing. But I just always find it amazing that somebody that's, you know, wise beyond the years. They have a grown man game, but they're still a little kid. But mm-hmm. you probably identify in that category. What was it like playing with older people and you were so young? Not only was I so young, um, I looked younger than I would than I actually was too. I was smaller. I was always the smallest guy on the court. But then, just like I tell my kids today, man, there's advantages and disadvantages. All right, if I'm gonna be who I am, I'm gonna make sure I make an impact. Right. So I was mostly a high energetic player, played defense, could take care of the ball, handle the ball, could shoot. Right. And I always will help. I always help every time. Like I'm, I'm one of the players that. I don't give. I don't care how who's in there. I'm gonna go try to get that rebound. Right. And a good amount of times, I'm gonna get that rebound. But that's very important to the game. That gives us another possession, right? I was very much of a team player, all around player. Um, you know, very strong, very surprisingly strong for my size too. Like very much so. It's like a will, a grit I had growing up, a little edge I had on my shoulder growing up, and I loved it. It helped me a lot, and I would. Work on my game by myself. Like, I was telling myself, like, I'll be my biggest critic. Like, listen, mm-hmm. you got to work on that left hand, man. You got to be able to go left. Because you set up left, boom, you go right and do whatever you want. How's your left now? Amazing. Yo, my left is so bootleg because I watched Gary Payne grow, uh, growing up. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes off the wrong foot. So that's how I learned. I go right, left, and then I go left. I'm, my now left that, is, doesn't, that doesn't matter now. You could you could go same foot, same side now. I know it does, but Kyrie. I just say, like, my left hand is crazy. Mm. But it's so bootleg because I grew up watching Gary Payton. Yeah, nah, but you got to be able to go use both sides of your body, man. It's very, it's, it's very necessary because as I'm a coach now, sometimes I tell kids, you know, you're, you're making your job harder. Check if this kid works on his offhand. Don't shade him left. Shade him to, I say, that sideline, that sideline. If he tries to come to my sideline, cut him off. See if he's comfortable going that way. He's not, then you got him. What I like hearing about when you talk about your coaching, it just sounds so, like, um, so detailed of a specific kid Mm. and another specific kid going against that kid Mm. and doing something based on what they do, which is really cool that you're taking the growth of a coach very seriously. Um, so the summer came and went, and you obviously improved as a coach. It's something that you see yourself doing long term. Absolutely. Um, just talk about what do you see you're envisioning what you plan to accomplish a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. Like I said, my program, what I want to do is instill confidence in kids, um, build a safe space for them so they could grow mentally, spiritually, and physically. Um, of course, be the best they can be academically. You know, just make, let's make it a great space. And that just comes, that just starts from me. You know, me as the head of this program, right? 
of course, different opportunities. I want, I'm thinking about abundance, more teams. This year I coached like five teams myself. Mm. So I want to build a team where people could buy into this culture, right? So we could all grow because I see great things and I'm very ambitious and enough to make things, make things happen. Whether they go good or they go bad, I'm going to go out there and, and make sure, just, let's, let's go. Mm. Like that's, that's my mentality. And then I, the kids buy into that. They love that. They love that energy, you know, and I want to just make not only better hoopers, but better people because basketball to this day, even though my business, my only first business is basketball, I've learned so much from the game that I could translate to life that helps me on my day-to-day life. Mm. Like basketball, the basketball court was my sanctuary, you know, that was my place. I'm sure a lot of millions, hundreds of thousands of millions of kids go out to the basketball court, they clear their mind, whatever they're going through. I was fortunate to have a hoop down the block from my house, a nice park, serenity by myself. I could clear my mind. I'll be on the basketball court by myself. Some people are like, yo, we seen you shooting. Yeah, but that's just me just clearing my mind. So the game has done great things for me, and I want other kids to understand what this game can do for them. If they take it serious, you can go to school for free. You know, I tell kids all the time, like, you're 10, 11, 12. You can go play on the next level if you say today I want to play on the next level. If you make set the goals, set the expectations, get better, be dedicated, have the desire to improve and progress, you can be whatever you need to be. And that's why I love that's what I love about this sport and all sports. But I'm just, you know, as far as basketball, I'm very right. much, you know, into it. You know, I love the details about it. So you can do that from any other sport, any activity, but the game has taught me a lot in life. So that's what I try to do for the youngest. Are you surprised that you gravitated towards coaching more than you thought, probably thought you would? Surprised? Um, no. I think it was, it was meant to be. Well, I'm not just thinking about the series of events of what led to what. I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised I'm here. It was destined. You know, this is something I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to help my community, help young, young people, progress and believe in themselves, grow. And if this is the best way I can do that, you know, I'm not surprised I'm in this position right now. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. What do you think uh, the fall is going to bring for you? Because they're going to have some fall ball, and it's probably before the season, and you're not necessarily tethered to the real high school season. You work around it, and you're not necessarily involved. Mm. Is that something that you also want to be involved with? So, in other words, what's your fall schedule like, and do you have any aspirations of being in, involved in a a school team that goes from November to March? Um, as of right now, right, fall is the downtime technically with, within AAU season, right? Because you don't have an AAU basketball program. You know, you got other fall sports that are um, currently going on: football, track, um, soccer. And then you got high school, right? So technically, I'm mostly, you know, basketball is on a down, down time, right? But there's still basketball going on, right? We're still going to be hooping. We're still going to have games. So right now, I'm having a fall tryout later this month. I'm still doing training. We're back in the gym. We know we're not outside. We're back in the gym, getting that work in, you know? So it's basically like the beginning of the season for the summer. That, that's how I look at it. That's how I approach it, right? Getting these kids back into the gym seeing where they're at, right, seeing where I could get them to the next level, seeing where my program, because 
right now, as of routine, I've been doing, for the two years, I've been doing, you know, I done did the local tournaments. We done went out, went out of state for a couple of tournaments. So now it's just elevating from this point. And, you know, I have a lot of kids from my program, the parents, shout out to all my parents, very supportive. You know, they motivate me. You know, I'm proud that they, they believe in my program. They're going to be returning back. So we have some good things going in the future. Like, we got some good things in work. Just stay tuned. But it's what we're going to do, what we've been doing, and more. Like, that's all I see the fall as, you know, just another stepping stone and uh, a little bit more downtime, a little downtime because, you know, I, I advise kids to play all sports because I work with middle school kids, elementary school kids. So at that age, play all sports. You know, play football because that 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 toughness translates to the court. You know, play soccer, footwork. You know, so falls a little is, is considered the downtime and a little bit, a little downtime because you still got tournaments over the weekend and everything. So kids are going back to school, but the fall is gonna be great. I can't wait. Did you play any sports um, aside from basketball? I listen. I tried a lot of things in my life. I, I played sports. I was in a band. I tried football, right? I feel like I was pretty good, you know, but I didn't get that much burn. I was like, ah, this is not my main one in high school. Mm. <laughs> this is not my main one, but I, I, I tried a little, I was real good at lacrosse in eighth grade. It, lacrosse was my shit. Mount Vernon's not known for lacrosse. They're not, but I, I liked it. I did everything. It's a great sport. Yeah, it's like you know, a lot of people one. get Division One from Long Island athletic scholarships from Long Island. Man, I wish I was if I was as good as basketball and lacrosse. Well, you ain't you ain't put you ain't put time in there. That's you know, I, I understand that. <laughs> My son ain't gonna play lacrosse. Trust <laughs> Duke, uh, North Carolina from Lo Long Island. That um, I remember in high school, what team was really good? West Islip. Yeah, they were like a dynasty. Like right. I was like, yo, you know who wasn't good? Oh, Malvern. Now we were, man, yo, we had to, I know we had to share our, our lacrosse team with East Rockaway, I think. Great field, though. Yeah, well, now it was a great field. When I was growing up, it was a dirt yeah, field. Yeah. The even, man, we came a long way. Shout out to Malvern High School and the, um, the Malvern School District, man. Came a long way, man. When I see the school now, I'm like, I'm amazed. I'm like, wow, this looks so beautiful. Sure, man. And that's also a testament of the success that you had previously, yeah. even though... You might think that it's small and it's a small slice, but nah, everything yeah. that has pushed it forward has become um, what it is. Shout out to Miss D'Angela. She's a math teacher. Mm -hmm. um, she's the mother of one of the girls that I coached seven years ago. And, you know, just, just to let you know, I have such a deep impact for all the kids that ever played for me. She's like 26 years old now. She's mm -hmm. thriving as a nurse. So up. it's always cool to see, you know, somebody from you know, a school district that ended up going to my school and that they entrusted the parents. They entrusted me to, you know, at least oversee their kids mm. in the volleyball sector, which is, is an amazing feeling. And, and I, you probably can agree that, mm. you know, one of the best feelings that supersedes playing is to just get a kid that knows nothing or nothing, tell them a little thing here and there, and then they execute in the game. There's no better feeling. That's Would a, you agree? That's the... That's the best and most rewarding feeling of coaching. Seeing a kid, like I'm saying, inspiring greatness and belief within themselves and seeing it before they could see it and seeing them executing the game, and now they're doing it second nature. Like, oh, man, 
you came a long way. It hasn't been a long time, right? This is why that's just the foundation that I try to set with all my kids to realize, listen, man, we all learned. We're all in the work in progress, including myself, right? What you don't do well today, you will do well tomorrow if you're consistent and persistent enough, mm. you know? And that's, that's just universal with anything you want to do, you know? So I love that feeling, seeing a kid score and he looks at me, he's smiling and I'm just chatting when him doing the game. It feels good, right? You took a chance on yourself, right? Shoot yeah. that ball, man. So I love it. I wanted to, I want to put it on wax. Um, I just want to know what your intentions are. Is it, is high school basketball, college basketball, something that you aspire to do? Because, you know, once you have a bit of success of like, you know, the grown, the grassroots mm-hmm. of a situation, you want to gander and try to do it in a more official capacity. Absolutely. Is that something that where your your mindset is at right now? If the opportunity makes sense, I'm I'm all for it. You know, as of right now, I haven't been presented with that opportunity. But if it presents itself, absolutely. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to, if it makes sense to me, if I can help as much people as I can, I'm with it. I'll, I'm all for it. But as of right now, with this, um, you know, being on the grassroots level, you know, doing this and you know th- with this journey it's been, it's been a blessing it's mm. been it's been nothing short of a blessing um i appreciate everyone who shows continuous love and support and belief in what i do because i really put i'm very passionate about what i do like i love every second of it i could do this i could do this for free you know i i, I could but, but you ain't i'm not you know i'm not but you know it's that's another dynamic but i just love what i do so it's like, if I can impact other people, and if it could be, a, say for instance, like we were talking about before, build another stepping stone, another foundation where I could bring more people through. Of course, I want to coach on a college level. Of course, I, it, professional level too. You know, that's just more knowledge, more things I could learn from. You know, being in a different environment, different circumstances. You know. And we before um, before we started this podcast, we were talking about systems, right? And I was just inspired about how well you keep your volleyball system and how long you've been doing it and mm. where you've gotten to. And I'm like, wow! Like while you're saying this, I'm I'm really seeing what you're saying through your perspective. You see how much you leave it on the table? Yeah, but I just started. <laughs> but I'm like, oh yeah, I need to. You ain't know. I just I'm like okay. I'm taking notes at the same time, so it's a it's amazing, man. So absolutely, why not? You know, if it's another way to get to the next level, I'm all for it. Like I said, I'm I'm a work in progress, just like everybody else. You know, I don't have it all figured out. I'm a coach, but I'm also coachable. You know what I mean? Right. So I want to leave some more meat on the boats on this podcast. So I'll definitely mm-hmm. reserve some more questions as time goes on. But I was definitely happy to catch up on you, but. Um, I asked you to be on this podcast a couple of years ago and yeah. like you finally got on it. What <laughs> yeah. made you feel ready now? Like what, what made you feel like it was a time for you to be like, all right, um, now it's time for me to tell my story. And I felt like, you know, I wanted to accomplish more. I wanted to accomplish more. I wanted to show you that I have a proven program. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to, you know, basically put in some more work. You know, I'm not going to sit there and talk about it if I ain't do nothing yet, you know, so... I feel like at this point, in, at this pivotal point now in my young coaching career, young trainer career, businessman too, it's it's right. It's only right, you know. I feel like this still is the beginning, you know. 
And I'm at a great space right now, man. I, I'm at a great space. I've learned so much. I've grew so much in this short period of time from business and from a coaching standpoint, you know, because not a lot of people know I, this, I started this from the ground up. Like, when they say get it from the mud, this is me. You know, I, I got to, like I was explaining to you before, like, I'm the CEO of this, you know. I got to make sure everything's intact. Got to make sure my paperwork is intact. Mm. I got to make sure my website, everything. So from a businessman and also a coach and a f trainer at the same time, you know, it's challenging, but it's been worth it, man. Every minute of it, every single second of it, man. I, I love it. That's so great. I want to leave some more meat on the boat so we can have a part two. But I appreciate your time. Mm. Um, I think you have your whole career ahead of you. And it's really cool that you can compartmentalize your success as a player mm. and you're able to sublimate that as somebody that's a coach and mm. you feel very steadfast and, like, continuing because, as you know, playing is a drug, and I know you played and robberies never died this summer. But don't get it twisted, man. You want to you wanna stay here for the long term. You don't want to tear your Achilles. But, you know, I thank you for your time. Appreciate you, man. Um, like I said, we'll leave more meat on the bones. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? Um, yo, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on this podcast. That's the number one thing, man. I've, I've enjoyed myself. It was great um, speaking with you. Um, thank you to everyone who's been supporting me again, man. You, I appreciate you all. You know, thank you. You've a lot of you seen since day one where this journey has been has taken me, and you know I'm gonna keep doing what I gotta do. I love this, man. I, I'm gonna do this. I, but, Final thing I want to say is Remarkable Athletes, obviously, it's your business, training and coaching. How can people find more information about you so they can get right? You can, follow, you can follow me on Remarkable Athletes on IG, Instagram. You can um, go on the website, check the website out, remarkableathletes.com. Um, reach out to me, DM me. You know, um, I, don't, <laughs> I, could, I want to train everybody in the way. I want to work with everybody. I want to help as much people as I can. Um, anyone who wants to collaborate, you know, I'm I'm doing a couple different things as far as nonprofit, mm -hmm. right? I have my own nonprofit organization too. So my AAU team is actually called Rare Elite, and Rare is an acronym. So Rare R A R E is an acronym for Remarkable Athletes Reaching Excellence. So um, back this last March, we did a uh, financial literacy event for all the kids in the community and my um, local library. It was a, I have friends from college come down and um, speak about credit, um, stocks, real estate investing. You know, um, it's a great, great, great event. You know, I have a lot of other things I'm doing. Uh, I want to give a good shout out to all my supporters. Um, Last uh, this summer in Harlem, actually, we did a um, tournament revolving around mental health in Harlem too. So, like I said, I'm in year two. Got a lot of things in store, a lot of good things in store. I'm just here to try to help the community. So, be on the lookout. Um, follow me on Instagram. Hit me up if you have any questions, if you have any inquiries, if you want to train. I'm having tryouts at the end of the month. Um, again, man, I'm here to work. That's it, man. <laughs> that's all. That's that's the least I can say. That's what I like to hear. You I'm know, here I'm here to work, man. I'm here to work. I'm not refing right now. I'm, all, I'm in volleyball coaching mode. No one can tell me nothing. So. I want to say one last thing to you, refs. Go ahead. Shout out to the refs, man. Oh, boy. Shout out to your refs. You know, we. I'm cool with all the refs. I understand. <laughs> I ref one game one time. It was horrible. Y'all have a hard job. It's, it's hard. Tough. 
it's hard to pay attention to what's it's going hard. on. I mean, yo, we we have a ninety percent accuracy. That yeah. one mistake, you're you're the worst. I'm the worst, bro. I I I, I you, shoot. I'm I cool shoot, with you. I'm cool I with you. I shoot better than than what y'all shoot. That's for damn sure. <laughs> like, let let's check your game. You can't shoot. I lost championships on bad roughing. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I appreciate the refs. I just want to say this. You know, the referees this year. Woo! Shout out to the refs, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all I'm gonna say is like, if it if it won't be for the refs. There would be nobody to blame but yourself. So no, you just be I, just be happy they there so you can blame them. I try not to put the, ref, the game in the ref's hands, but you're right, man. You're right about that. Imagine imagine if you wasn't even mad because they're not there. Imagine if you was like, damn, damn we, just got, we just got thrashed. Damn, he just can't shoot. <laughs> like, it'd be better if I was like, yo, ref, come on. That's how you know some coaches are comfortable just screaming at the refs because somebody got to take the blame for hey. this shit. <laughs> I'm, listen, have you ever seen my mindset change because nah. somebody yelling at me? Poker face. I'm all right with it. You're poker face. <laughs> you poker face. You're cool. For Ralph the Ref, this is and Mark Jean. Mm-hmm. Rare, rare elite. Yes, sir. Remarkable athletes. Yes, sir. Keep doing your thing, man. Appreciate you, love, man. This is The Rant. We are signing out. Peace.